Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Aaron. And this is Beyond the Ranch. Hey, Aaron, uh, what's the? Some, I uh, I can't I can't remember my joke now. Uh, <laughs> what uh, What do five o'clock in the morning and a pig's tail have in common? I don't know. They're both twirly. <laughs> twirly. <laughs> twirly. <laughs> Aaron and Mike bring you into their world It's not just chickens and the Angus herd So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch Something like that Too early Too early Slash twirly Twirly Uh, I think you have to have like a slur to make that joke work Maybe a southern accent That might work too If you have a southern (laughs) accent, try that joke, it might work for you We hit uh, 50,000 subscribers last night That was kind of a big deal Yeah does it feel different? No. <laughs> Does it feel different? It's like when people come up to you and they're like, hey, you turned 32. How do you feel? And it's like, I feel like I felt when I was 31. I get confused now how old I am. I cannot remember. <laughs> is that fun? Like, I gotta check my ID. I feel like the mid-30s is just kind of a, I don't know. I don't want to say like a death trap, but just like a... <laughs> is it a blur? It's just... I don't know. 33, 36, whatever. It's all just the same. Getting old. Getting old. Calves are gone. Speaking of not getting old. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Calves are out of here. Uh, It's a weird thing. Like now, obviously last night we had cows mooing at us. I slept like crap. Like utter crap. (laughs) Why'd you sleep so bad? Because the cows. Did they keep you up? Yeah. I, I apparently did not hear them. I don't know. Just I was tired, though. I had to put in a long couple days, and I crashed, and I was done. I don't know. I didn't I didn't hear them. I heard them this morning, obviously, when I woke up. But Yeah, they're still going. Well, and we, and we keep them quite a ways away. I, I'm not sure how far that way they are from the house, but they're not, you know, they're not right up on us. I think maybe that's part of my problem is, like, at nighttime, the sound carries, and it bounces around, and it, it sounds different than it does during the day. And so I... I feel like they're right outside our house and i'm like oh shoot there's a cow out yeah so yeah there's you know they're right they're not right up next to the house it does at night it sounds like it but they aren't no so this morning as we uh as you worry about not getting any sleep and we sit and enjoy our morning coffee on a friday morning thank you for joining us on our podcast of course uh feel free to rate it and review and all that good stuff because that does help us out for sure and we have a few interesting things coming up on the podcast we're going to try to do more guests we have another guest lined up that we're going to have uh, on the podcast here before too long anything else interesting that we can do on a podcast that's not i don't know i don't think so done already by everybody else just have to talk Let's play Wheel of Fortune. No, I, yeah. It's weird not having the, it's nice, you know, not having the visual side of things. You know, like, I'm in my sweats and haven't brushed my hair. And, you know, there's a cat sitting on my lap, which you can probably hear in the audio because he's purring. Um, But it's, you know, it does limit, like, what we can do without having that visual aspect. Right. It's, you know, like I always said, it's just, it's like a sounding board for us. It's like a place to go and vent. It's definitely not a bad thing doing the no. podcast. I like them. Um, but yeah, it is, it is a little different. So let's talk about what we have coming up. Calves are gone. We have 
really the last big thing before the end of the year is kind of preg checking. Can you please schedule preg checking when the weather is going to be good? I never can do that because we have to schedule it like a month out. Can you call Kyle? I'll call him, but I, he'll uh, Sorry. he'll schedule it whenever he can, and then complain about the weather. Oh, it's always the like the worst weather. Like the I don't think we've ever projected in good weather. No, like literally the worst weather. It can be great the day before, like we've had that. Beautiful day the day before, 50 degrees, no wind. Day of preg checking, 30 mile an hour wind, and 15 degrees for a high. Yeah. <laughs> like It is always so, so cold. It's, it's no fun. It's the worst. I hate it. I do. I hate preg checking. One, that's one of the things that I really hate the most is preg checking. And it's funny because it's the one thing that we don't actually, we don't really have to do anything. I do the pour on. Okay. That's it. <laughs> The vet takes care of everything else. Oh, yeah. You have I mean, to bring the cows in <laughs> and move them through the chutes. That's pretty much it. Yeah, which, you know. A little can, bit of sorting, but. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, I help at the front of the chute. Right. But, I mean, yeah, it's, Kyle brings a hydraulic chute, so it's not like we're running a chute or anything. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, but I can't help you in the backside of things, which I don't like to push cows. Like, I'd much rather sort calves, but yeah. I don't really love pushing cows it's not my favorite thing i would do it but like the way the corral set up and stuff like you know we have to get help and stuff because like i can't be at the front and then like run back tender's trying to bite me i can't run back and help you like if you if you get a cow that that doesn't want to go through and stuff and and usually have help too but i don't know so it's just a lot of like standing around for 30 seconds of work yeah. <laughs> so and unless you, you write down something on a piece of paper <laughs> produce and pour on Kyle yells at you. That's about it. Yeah. It's it's literally if Kyle and I both do what we need to do and goes without any problems, that cow is in the chute 30 seconds. Yeah, very true. Very fast. It's just getting them in the chute sometimes. That's the hard part. <laughs> it's my job. It's the pain in the butt. So if you could, get up to you, they're fine. So if you could improve your efficiency, that uh, would be... You know what I need? I need a TPS report on that, please. <laughs> I need I need a uh, I need a re, I need like a employee evaluation done or something. Okay, well, pushing cows on preg checking day needs needs improvement. <laughs> and the weather. I need to do something about that. Calf sorting it. weather was great. It was beautiful. And it's, and so easy to sort calves this year. I don't know what it was, but cows knew what they were doing. They were in a good mood. I remember sorting calves one year. I think Gilbert was still alive. We still the old corrals, which were so horrible to sort in. The old corrals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the wind was blowing maybe like 40 miles an hour. And it was a calf day. And I remember the truck coming. I don't even know who the truck driver was. You know, somebody Gilbert hired, not who we, not who we hire now. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember like you literally could not even hear each other in the corrals between the wind and the calves. Like. It's really actually like super dangerous because there was no communication that could happen. Yeah, it was pretty much you know, had to watch what was going on. And yeah. you could try yelling at each other, but you couldn't. And I, I remember back when we first started and we would sort calves and stuff like that. And you would be like, stop yelling at me. And I was like, I'm not <laughs> yelling at you. I can't hear you. So I'm yelling because you can't well, hear me. Well, the tone of your voice did not sound like you were not well, that's just yelling. You for, yell, you just sound like you're yelling. It's you. hard to yell with a happy tone. <laughs> when you're yelling, you're just not happy anyway. Why am I yelling? I but you used yell. to get much more worked up. And and we were not good at moving cows. Like, right. It was very frustrating. So. Super frustrating. Like, 
super, you know, I don't think cows are dumb, but it would be like, you dumb animal, we dumb. go we didn't know through the, the hole. <laughs> like, if you don't know how a cow thinks, yeah, then it's very easy to work against the cow. Yeah. So, you know, and it's, it's so hard to... It's like, even, go like, to I your home. Now, but, like, I was... You'll see in the Sunday video when we're sorting cows, I mean, sometimes the difference between a cow going one way and a cow going the other way is just me taking one step in one direction. Yeah. You know, and that's all it takes. I don't have to run around like an idiot. I don't have to be, <laughs> you know, swinging a cattle. You should have ran around like an idiot just for one group just to see just, how much it does not work. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I know I, I, know I did it for, for a couple of years or probably three years, four years, five years. I don't know. And, you know yelling at cows and you know uh you know all that regular stuff you see on tv that doesn't work it was horrible it's not bonanza you know you're not you don't need to go out and yell at them but yeah sometimes the difference between having a cow so if i've got a cow facing me down in an alley you know i can choose do i want her to go on my right or do i want her to go on my left and that making that choice is literally me taking a six inch step Mm -hmm. that's it that's all i have to do i have to take one step one direction or the other, she knows what to do, boom, she's gone. Mm-hmm. And I do think, like, there is familiar... I think we'd sorted differently than the than Gilbert's um, person that worked for him before sorted. Like, And Gilbert, he was never one to, like, get in the corrals and sort. So yeah. he, he would just stand outside on his gate and be like, oh, yeah, you just do it here and here and here, and they need to come up here, and yeah, I don't know. So we, they, we used to do it somehow down here, and, you know, there was no help. And so we were looking at these big corrals and, and had no idea really how the whole system worked. And and we kind of and then you built new corrals and obviously knew how they worked and stuff. But even before we built the new corrals, like, we kind of developed a system that... Through those. But yeah. we had to train the cows. And, like, yesterday what I saw when we were sorting... And it, I remember when we brought the 45 bread heifers in and like their first time through the corrals was a little rough because they didn't. that's the last group of bread heifers that we bought. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what they were doing. But like literally yesterday, I watched you guys in that lower alley, you and Travis, bring in 10 cows, a bunch of calves. The cows would literally walk up, turn the corner. You guys didn't have to do hardly anything. Mm -hmm. The calves would stay back because they don't know where they're going. And you have then, to give me some credit. I, I think there's like, yeah. You know, I if mean, it, if you know what you're doing, it looks like you're not doing anything. Yeah, it was. I mean, you it know. was just. But literally, some cows would just, just. Well, I guess I'm gonna go up the alley now. Like, and they just yeah. walk and very peaceful, very low stress. Like, yeah, the perfection. Had, of, I don't know if we got caught on video. We did have one wreck. Uh, a cow got turned around, came back the wrong way, and, oh. and came in like a bowling ball, and just took out a bunch of cows. It was a big wreck. Oh, yeah. and, I, and, I, and it looked horrible. It probably, it probably wasn't as bad as. Did she as knock it calves down? Oh yeah. She, oh really? She came barreling back in, and she she went past me, and then she went back into the group of calves, and then she tried to jump over a bunch of calves, <laughs> and that didn't work. And she just barreled into them, like like I said, like a bowling ball hitting That's a bunch funny. of hens. And I don't know if I got it on video. I haven't went through and reviewed the video on that very much yet. But we did have a wild calf. When we were trying to put him in the tub. That Did broke, we? Yeah, one like broke out. Oh, and the then, one that broke out, yeah. yeah. I think I was, I went uh, back and I always wonder like when we're sorting and, and most people that we work with um, know our situation with YouTube. They're pretty cool with it, I, I hope. Yeah, Kachina's like, can I use the hot shot? Are you filming? I'm like, yeah, no. Go. I mean, and she's very light on the hot shot. Right. Like, 
her use of the hotshot's very appropriate. Um, some truck drivers are just... So they're just laying it in They there. will lay it in all the way up the ramp. Like, Kachina's just like a little tap. And so is Mike that, that was driving with her yesterday. They were both super appropriate. And maybe because they know they might be on YouTube. <laughs> but Kachina's never been bad with a hotshot. Um, no, but that's what I'm talking Like, the people that help us, you know, Gary was here, Travis was here, Brian was here, Jimmy was here. And, you know, like... I think I, Gary and I were working the shoot. We were, we were, we were putting them up in the, in the tub, getting, you know, that's where they go onto the truck. And, uh, I said, Gary, you got this. I got to put up the drone, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's weird to like, okay, I got to take a quick break here to run out and throw the drone up in the air. Yeah. Every time Travis and, um, who was helping Travis? Brian. Brian. Um, were bringing cows down into the lower alley. You were moving the drone and. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I got a chance to turn around and. You know, I'd move the drone. I thought about that too. It's like, what a weird situation. And, and I didn't sort anything. <laughs> I no, just walked around on, with you a. You sat on a fence. You took a lot of video. Yeah, I watched. And then when Kachina came with the trucks, we had not moved vehicles. <laughs> we kind of had a brain fart, and uh, there was cars in the way of her backing up. And uh, I had to ask Gary's super sweet dog if I could get in his truck. <laughs> yeah. Kachina had tried to back in, and and she's like, I just need. These cars need to just be moved, which funny, they parked really far away from the shop. If they'd pulled up like to the shop, that's all I did was move them forward. But Gary has a golden retriever and it's a rescue dog. So she's young, but not a puppy. But um, we haven't, I don't know that I've ever met the dog. Like she, Gary's brought her up to play with the kids and stuff. And yeah, I don't know if you have ever met I honestly don't know that I've ever met the dog. And uh, Kachina's like, I think I need these cars moved and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'll get them. I'll find keys and get them moved and stuff. And um, I was like, there's a dog in that car, in that truck, in Gary's truck. And I was like, I think she'll let me in. And Kachina's like, is it a blue healer? And I was like, no, it's a golden retriever. She's like, okay, if it's a blue healer, that's his truck. <laughs> yeah. No one's getting in it. Uh, but Gary's dog was super sweet. And uh, I thought about that too, because when the truck got here, um, I, you know, I, I started, everybody's so spread out. Yeah. Know? And it's hard to get and, to people like when yeah, there's cows in the way and go stuff. All, kind of all the way around. And, and so I, I yelled at Brian and I said, Hey, you're going to have to move your, your, your car and then i saw kachina was backing in already so i was like oh well never mind she's in no and she then, had a little bit of a gap she was, she was a little bit messed up so and then i thought about gary's dog in the pick in the pickup and, I, and usually gary will leave the keys in the pickup but i think because he had the dog he didn't want to get locked down so he had the keys with yeah him. and that's i jumped right. in both cars couldn't find the keys brian's keys were in the center console i didn't think to look in the center console and then it was one of those goofy cars not a push button start but not a key like a weird rectangle i had to slide it in i was like i don't know how this works <laughs> i'm too old <laughs> for this start this thing and you still had to turn it wasn't like push button but like no key and then like well, you said it had like a USB key. Not or like a yeah, I mean it's just like a rectangle and you just shoved it in. Like I mean still like you put in a key and then you had to turn it, but there's no key. And then the gear shifter, it was a minivan. The gear shifter was on the dash. So weird. Like I don't understand I, I just it's like when we get like a new like we get updates to our phone and they change like the color of the layout and it just irritates me. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like new things at all. <laughs> I'm just like, why did you have to change the shape of the icon? It was perfectly fine the way before, and now I can't find it. That's like the big sign of getting old. I think is when change, um, when you hate, when you hate change. I think that's the. I hate change sign. that has like no purpose. I'm like, 
like, why change the design of the, the icon on my apps? Because I literally cannot find stuff because I'm old. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, so anyhow, I got Brian's band Wait a minute, really quick. This coming from the, same, the lady that orders the same thing at every restaurant that she I don't order to. the same thing. You have, like, two things off of that. That's because I don't like change. <laughs> but you just said you don't like change unless it serves a purpose. I try new food sometimes. Sometimes. I just really like stuff sometimes. So you got Brian's minivan. I got load. the minivan. Yeah. I was, I was out running around. space age minivan with... Cars are... Like, we, are, none of our cars are new. No. I mean, like... No. I, our newest car is 10 years old. My car is getting to be so old that, like, things are quitting working. Yeah. Like, the, it's, the button to open up the back door doesn't work now. <laughs> that's irritating. That is really irritating. <laughs> My heated seat doesn't work. It's totally a first world problem, but I'm, it's wintertime. It's cold. <laughs> the problem is, is when we're together, you don't need as much heat as I do. I don't. I don't know what is up with women. And I, and I've, and I've done a quick survey on this. I've surveyed one other person. <laughs> get, get in the car, crank that heat up to 90 and then leave it there. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, after about a half an hour, I'm just like... Mm. Well, you can turn it down after a half hour. I, I don't think you do. Because the I problem do. is you leave it up. So then here's... So like, I'll get in the car after you. Like, you'll drive my pickup, right? I'll go jump in my pickup. I don't I don't look at the, the, the heater controls ever. I mean, I, I don't care. So the heat's on. Great. I'm, <sighs> I'm good. Half an hour later, it's 108 degrees in the pickup. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I... I'm just like... I'm sick. I'm dying. I'm it's like, just like the instant gratification. Like, oh, but but see, here's the thing. Like you start up a vehicle, you don't have to turn it up to ninety. You can you can just put it on seventy two, no. and it'll get there the same no, the same me. amount of time. It'll still get to seventy two degrees inside the car. I want it warmer than that though. But you don't have. But see, it's not going to change how fast the thing warms up. No, no. But once it warms up, I want to be hot because I'm cold. <laughs> Why do you have to? You don't have to be ninety degrees. You don't do that in the house. You don't have the heat turned up to 90 in the house. Well, it's not efficient. <laughs> you know, I pass out from heat stroke while I'm driving down the road. It's That's not, not my fault that you don't look at the thermostat in your truck. Anyhow, I got the space age minivan moved. I've had bad days in the truck where I'm like, I think I'm sick. <laughs> I, I I really think I'm going to puke. I, I I don't feel good. Why don't I? Oh, I just, I, I oh, this is something. I got a bug. I, I'm sick. <laughs> And then I looked at the, it's 98 degrees in here. <laughs> it doesn't, That's the problem. It doesn't I'm, even I'm go up dying. to 98. Well, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm not dying. It doesn't go to like 90 or something like that. I'm like, what? first, why, why, why do you have to have a thermostat in a truck that goes to 90 degrees? I think most people would agree with me on this I don't point. Think they, I, think, I think people would be like, it's, it's 72 in my house. That's all I need in the car. <laughs> But when it's cold, but okay, when you have to defrost your window, do you just let it defrost at 72 and take three hours or do you crank it, it up it to does, 90? It doesn't change. It oh, doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't it defrost faster when no, it it's warm. It's the same thing. 72 uh -huh. or nine, it'll still defrost just in the same amount of time. We You're should, wrong. We should, okay, you know what? We're going to go buy two exact of the same cars, <laughs> park them next to each other overnight. We'll, we'll do a defrost experiment. We'll see on this one. Because I'm pretty sure, like, if I set it on 72, it'll defrost in the same amount of time. I think you're wrong. I think it will. I think you're totally wrong. We just wrong. need to go buy two, okay. two new trucks. Whoever has two identical vehicles, please make a video and put it on YouTube and send us a link to help us. Maybe if you work at a car dealership, you could do this could for do us. It. You could do it if you had a car dealership. I, I don't think it makes a difference. I think I'm right. Maybe we could see if a local car dealership would let us do this experiment. 
No one would care. Nobody would care. Everybody would be like, what are they? Who gives a crap? I'm sure there's people now. They're like, why? Okay, let's move on because nobody cares. I'm stuck on this thing, but it drives me crazy. I cannot stand it when I get in the car and, it's not, and the heater's cranked. Uh, anyway, so you move this space age minivan. Yeah. But I don't know if I can buy a new vehicle. Like, I'm going to have to uh, be like, can I get one with a key? No. <laughs> And you get one now that 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 I'm, I'm I hope there's like a parental lock on the thermostat first. I'm gonna put a code on that thing. Um, but they now they have the seats that vibrate that tell you if you're going in the wrong lane. Are we you wearing have, turn that stuff off? You have because we had no, a rental. You still pay for it. You have to use it. We had a rental. Um, Mike tried to wreck my car when a hammer got flung at him. Yeah. So we had a rental, and this has actually been several years ago. It's been three, four years since we had this. We got a Yukon rental, a new one. It was very space agey. It made me nervous to drive. It was too many buttons and beeping and cameras and vibrating and no key and it was weird. Right. Was That's the one you just had to have the key in your pocket, had the push button to start or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, that just that is somewhat convenient. So you can't go through and turn that stuff off though, because you paid. For I think it. you can turn off the seat vibrating lane. No, no, every... no, 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 there's an ethical thing here for you. Uh, you paid for that. You have to make. You have to use it. I think it's too distracting. I think you it's, want to have your seat vibrate? Yeah, then, every then, time you yeah. cross the yellow line on the highway, which apparently I do often. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it vibrate your butt a lot when you were when you were driving it? Apparently, yeah. Actually, I've gotten much better about the center line because they put those stupid rumble strips down the center of the highway. Yeah, but you hear, you, you know, we live within, you know, 100 yards of the highway, and I hear that all the time. People go down there, like, <laughs> there's one rumble strip. It's in the middle. middle. So if you hear it, you know somebody's crossed the center line. Every five minutes, somebody crosses that. We are in a section where you can pass. Yeah, but still. After not much passing, like, to the south of us. I hear it more at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be laying here and I can hear him. Get off your cell phone. Get off your phone. Get off your phone. (laughs) Quit texting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's what it's there for. It's a texting thing. They don't care if you go in the ditch. I know. There's no, there's no rumble strip on the ditch side. Which is interesting because I feel like, I mean, like, obviously you don't want to cross the center line and go head on with somebody, but, like, the ditch can be dangerous, too. Like, we've got some steep ditches around here, not so much in front of the ranch, but. No, there's a few in front of the ranch, and there's yeah. fences, and there's cows and those. I mean, I'm sure the cows would appreciate a rumble strip on their side. Yeah. You know. I mean, somebody hit a horse on the highway here before before our time. Yeah, went through the, they're not damn near killed themselves. Yeah. Um. Anyhow, I moved the Space Age the minivan. The Space Age minivan. Yes, the and Jetsons minivan. Gary's super sweet dog. Let you in. So sweet. I love her. I kind of want a Golden Retriever someday, except for they're so hairy. Washiki. That is her name. She she's, has an Indian name. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, she was super sweet. Let me scooch on in. Thought I found the key. Oh, no. Couldn't get the key in. Oh, it was, it was, a, it was like a, a GM, GM. GM key. Oh, like, this Gary, is a Ford. Gary's one of those guys that if you you never really know what he's going to be driving. So he just brings all the keys? Well, I don't. I just think he has a multi. I think he has keys everywhere. His truck is, uh, I, not to be mean, Gary, but I mean, it's work truck. It's been, it's kind of not it's a. It's wore out. It is wore out. <laughs> and I'm trying to like politely say oh, it's I'm kind of a hunk of junk. You drove the red one, right? Yeah, the yeah. The red Ford. Or is it a Chevy? It's a Ford. It's a Ford. Not the and, GM that I thought it I've was. I've driven that thing. I I don't know how he drives it. Well, so I thought, it, I was like, it's like a ranch truck. There's some secret to get the key in, right? Like, that's what I figured. It's like, it's so wore out. This ignition doesn't work or something. Because I was like, I can't get the key in. And then finally I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. The wrong key. Yeah, so then I had to go get Gary, which I had to wait in between cows to 
to walk and then hurry before more cows came down. And uh, he's like, just push that dog out. Otherwise, I was like, oh, yeah, I was already in there. And she was super yeah. sweet and stuff. But yeah. I, I was kind of worried about the dog. You never know how possessive dogs are going to be. I know. Like, I was even super- with like Lexi, sometimes it's like, you know, she'll bark at people and get in oh, the yeah. car. And I've seen her scare the crap out of people before. Um, back when she was younger and we'd have like a window down kind of, you know, we'd park in a parking lot. And, yeah. and you'd see somebody walk by and she just, <laughs> boom, and then she looks vicious and like she's going to take your head off. Yeah. Um, she's not. But uh, there's a kid trying to get in. Yeah. Lincoln's awake. We're going to open the door. Hey, Link. <laughs> well, there's a wonderful thing about having kids is that when they get to that age, uh, Lincoln's now potty trained, but uh, he still doesn't have the whole pants thing down yet. So he occasionally wanders around the house with his pants around his ankles. Did you uh, did you avert a crisis with the pants situation in Lincoln? Yes. I was talking about when you were gone, like kids wandering around the house with their pants around their ankles <laughs> happens quite often around here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh... <laughs> okay. Anyway, space age minivan. No, no, we're past. We're yeah, past the space I got age. the vehicles moved. Kachina could back up to the shoot. A long way to go so that she could back up to a shoot. Yeah. This is the great, this is the cool thing too about, you know, being able to talk about this stuff because like this won't ever make it into a video. There's there was no... probably more to my story and I just have forgotten because it's been 30 minutes. <laughs> Not quite that long, but. It's been five minutes. There was probably some moral to the story and I got distracted with the space age minivan and temperature control in a vehicle. All right. And kids with no pants. <laughs> It's always something to distract you. You know, this is the stuff, though, that happens that that never makes it into a video. People, you know, I get a comment that says, you know, I sorted bowls. And, yeah, it was, you know, it took a minute and a half in the video, you know, or a minute. Yeah. And they're like, you know, well, that looked way too easy. I'm sure that that was edited. Well, no kidding. It was edited. Yeah. You know, I can't, you know, it took me. But here's the thing. Like, if if I have drone footage of something, and here's a little behind the scenes hint thing. Uh, the drone, the drone battery lasts 20 minutes. So if I have drone footage of something from beginning to end, I did it within 20 minutes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the drone stayed up that entire time. Yeah. Without the battery dying. Yeah. So like the sorting of the bowls that I did a couple, uh, when I put, when I put bowls away, Uh uh, what was that? Two, three weeks ago. Um, I had somebody that was like, you know, that took hours and I was like, (laughs) uh, no, because I had the drone up. In the beginning, mm-hmm. I got him on the trailer. Took him across the road. Took him across the road. So I did all that within 20 minutes. Yeah. So As you should be able to. I mean. Yeah, once you get them in the corrals, getting them on the trailer is not a big if deal. If it's taking hours, like, you've got pissed off cows and, like, you're not you're not going to win. Like, we had one last year during preg checking. Didn't make it in the video. She went crazy. Yeah, she didn't get preg checked. We were done. We are not yeah, going to mess with her. She it. was trying to go over fences. She was super dangerous. We did try. But, uh, you know, when it comes to the point that everybody's up on the fence and the cow's just circling around trying to headbutt you, if you even move at all, it was like, all right, somebody be brave enough to open some gates and... I don't, we didn't have to open gates. She went through a fence. Okay. Well, she went through a fence. You know, so if you get really aggressive, worked up cows, trying to push them and work them more is is not going to happen. Like, right. you're just going to endanger yourselves. And that cow, like, going, trying to watch a cow go through a fence or over a gate or through calves, like, <laughs> it's kind of, it's very scary. And, and, you know, you do worry about them, especially when they go over fences, like, they're not gazelles. They do not have a high like jump clearance. <laughs> they, Usually not. They end yeah. up crashing down. Yeah, and and they're large, and it's it's very um, yeah, it's very violent. So yeah, and then you know that's one thing. Like, you know, I see 
so many people like working cows and even, you know, I hate to say it, but yeah, you know, you go, you go to other people's ranches and you see how they work cows and stuff like that. We're like the only ones that I've ever seen that, that work the cows the way that we do. And maybe this comes down to because we don't have, we don't use a horse. We don't have a dog. It's just me, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. But like, um, the dog comments again, you need a dog you need a dog. I, yeah. I'm fine with having a dog at some point. So, you know, I've been to other, other ranches and I've helped with brandings and I've helped sort and stuff like that. And I've seen, you know, this kind of goes back to what, when we first came here, like you get to that point where you're dealing with a cow that doesn't want to do something or a bull that doesn't want to do something. And like nowadays I've learned that I can just, I can quit. I can walk away. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can just leave them for for an hour and then you can come back. Yeah. You know, and then you can usually, you know, deal with it or whatever, you know, when you're by yourself, I guess maybe that's something you just have to figure out. But I, you know, when I first came here and I, you, you kind of get this mentality where it's like, you're not going to win. I'm going to win. I'm the people. Yeah. And I know? mean, there's certain circumstances. Like I remember one time chasing a cow in and she had twins. I mean, she was trying to calve. Bag was out. Feet were out. We ended up taking her to the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, calves were trying to come at the same time. We didn't know what we were doing. Um, you know, the way we moved her probably didn't help, can, you know, her, help her have healthy calves. Um, we moved her a long ways, too. Yeah, because we just didn't know what we were doing. She kept circling around. She kept trying to lay down and, and push. One leg from each calf was trying to come at the same time. Right. So that's obviously. And she was out in the middle of a field. Yeah. There was no way, you know, no way, no head shoot, nothing like nothing. that. No way to control her. Um, and, you know, that was, you know, that's an, un, in, in that circumstance, like, we had to win. Mm-hmm. And it was hours, you know. And you it do. Was, I mean, yeah, you have those where you, you know, I, I win or a calf dies mm-hmm. or a cow dies even. In some yeah. Zone. But there are those, you know, like if I'm moving bulls or I'm dealing with, you know, especially with bulls, like if somebody wants to be really cranky, you know, either you, you step it up so you go get the gator, you mm-hmm. know, like I did in that one video and then just push him in with the gator. He knows that means that we're going somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, even if, if he would have been super aggressive towards the gator, you know, and trying to like smack the gator, headbutt the gator or something like that, or really getting starting to get aggressive. Uh, it brought, yeah, I would have just been like, okay, we're done. Yeah. Take a break. Maybe give him some food. Let him calm down. Yeah. Food's a great motivator for cows. It's a very good motivator. Um, so. You know, and I think there is a trust relationship that like you've built with the cows too. Like. I swear to God. So when we were sorting cows yesterday, I told you this earlier. Yeah. I want to say this again. When we were, when we were sorting cows and so when we, when we, when I feed all winter long, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll say things like, you know, come here, cow, here, cow. You know, I call him cow a lot of times. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, it's come over here, cow, or here's the food, you know, that kind of thing. Move cow. Move cow. You know, that's, yeah, I say that all the time. So if I'm trying to move through a bunch of cows, you know, it's move cow. And so we were sorting in the alley and I had, you know, probably this happened over and over again. You know, you had three or four cows sitting there looking at me and nobody knows who, where to go or who's going to go first kind of thing. And I would, you know, I'd say move cow and a, a damn cow would go by. And I was like, okay, let's try that. Hey, move cow. And I'd look right at a cow and I'd say, move cow. And she would she walk go. by. It was really weird. And it was probably more my body language yeah. than anything. It wasn't what I was saying because they don't speak English. They speak cow. Yeah, but, I mean, but just like, I think they're as intelligent as a dog, wouldn't you say? I mean, they're probably not in certain aspects. In certain aspects. Yeah, not I mean, all aspects, but certain. And they're not dumb. Like, I, sometimes you do get mad and you want to call them bad names but they're not and think they're dumb but they're they're not dumb there's definitely intelligence with cows about certain things so i mean you know i think just like dogs can learn commands 
there's definitely a relationship with cows. And it, I think, like, some of these cows, like 39, she's she was a, a bred heifer, you know, so she hasn't spent her whole life with you, but she has spent a majority of her life with you feeding and taking care of her and stuff. Like, there's a trust relationship there. And if you say move cow... And she's, like, one of the pain in the butt ones that's always up by the bales when you're feeding in the winter. Like, she probably does know what that means. <laughs> she probably does. I mean, and cows are, you know, they're, they're routine animals, too. So, Very much so. So, you know, when they, they know how the year goes. Mm-hmm. They know when it's time to come home. They know when it snows, I need to go home and get food. You yeah. Know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me stand at the fence and whine. Yeah. That's their first world problem. It snowed. I need a shelter. Yeah, exactly. Or I need somebody to feed me. I can't dig through this snow <laughs> There's and find a, the grass that's in a fraction of an inch of snow, and I someone needs to roll it out for me. <laughs> and where's my cake? <laughs> and where's my cake? I need my buffet. This is just ridiculous. Uh, they, they're kind of prima donnas in that effect. But, oh, the snow in them is so funny. But, you know, like they know their the, the, the yearly routine, I think they know very well. Like especially yeah. cows that have been here longer. You know, they, they get used to, you know, they know how to move through the pastures. They know yeah. how to move back. They know where the gates are. I thought they it was, know what we're going to be doing at certain times. I thought it was interesting yesterday, like when, um, I don't know who went and opened gates and stuff. I was out filming semis leaving and you came and got me and you're like, I need the camera and, and... Every camera I had was dead. Yeah, and then I actually, you dropped me off at the house so I could send mom on her way to follow the semis. And, you know, we were just, everybody was running around and stuff. But the, the cows have been let out of the corrals and into the lot. And then you were like, I'm going to go get footage of them leaving mm-hmm. and then open more gates to get them out. We Gilbert never kicked him out of the lot in the Triangle Pasture, which is right next to our house. And we didn't either for the first few years. Few years. And, and those nights were really They were rough. basically in our... Backyard. I mean, we share, a, you know, in the wintertime, we share a fence with the cows. Right. Like, they look over the fence, and the kids could pet the cows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, we don't want that. The, they're loud. Their moo is loud. And, and so, you don't want that right next to your our this bedroom. this time of year, yeah. You know, at our bedroom window for three nights. So, you kick them out. And that, I thought, was interesting, too, when you talk about, like, the routine and stuff. Like, that's something we've been doing for the last four or five years is kick them further out. And... Nine times out of ten, they break through fences and come back. But, you know, for that first day, they go out. And they didn't fight you at all. No, I went and opened the gate, and they walked through like it was just, we're leaving. We're fine. And it's, like, cow behavior is funny. Because for about two hours, they just went and ate. Yeah, they didn't care that their babies were gone. They And then so they cared. Here's, here's <laughs> the interesting part, though. Because we keep, we keep back seven steers that yes. we're, we're going to finish. So they're in the corrals. Balling. Balling. So those cows hear them. So if they weren't there. There would still be some. There would be a few cows that. So, you know, by this time of the year, you know, Travis and I were talking about it. 75% of the cow, the calves are, are almost weaned. Yeah. The only, they're, they're still eating maybe once a day, but that's just like they don't really I, need I it. I think they come and eat. Somebody probably knows more about this, but, you know, like breakfast and bedtime snack. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but they. You know they're 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 pretty much weaned. Moms yeah. are weaning them off at this point. So there are moms out there that that have already dried up, that don't have any milk. They yeah. don't care. Yeah, I mean you, you can know? see that on the cows when they come through. The, their bags are it's definitely not spring calving season. Right. Right. So, but if we didn't have these steers here in the, in the corrals balling, would the cow? You know, there'd be a few cows that would still come back looking for their calves. Yeah. But I don't think it would be as big of a deal. It, like, I think it the years 
it's been years since we haven't kept anything back since we've been doing our butchering and finishing steers. Mm-hmm. But I remember before that, like years that we wouldn't, it's, it, it ends much quicker. Like instead of three or four days of it and like it diminishes every day, like tonight will be better a thousand percent better than it was last night. Um, but yeah, I think instead of three or four days of some balling, it's l- a day, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that one day they ball through the night, the next day they pretty much give up and move on. So if there's no calves around. So. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just a process you have to get through, but the ca- the cows know this process. Yeah. They, you know, they've been through it. They know exactly what's going on. They know where, you know, when they, when after the, after the cows are gone, we kick them out, but they know where to come back to. They know, you know, mm-hmm. where, they know where the calves are. They see me or Aaron and they yell at us. Yeah, it's you know, funny though. You can see like which moms like like Bambi. Like she's a good mom, but at the same time, like she's one of the first to be like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very much like and, and and people cows are are different. Yeah, yeah. You know? Bottle calves are now bottle cows. I don't even call, they're not even bottle cows. We have cows out there that I call people cows that are like <laughs> like blonde cow. Yeah. She's a people cow now. Like she will come if she sees me, she comes Comes. up to me. Um, she's one of the very first ones that if I'm like moving cows, um, with the gator, she'll follow the gator in the cake. Yeah. You know, she's one of those. So, um, it's very much like they're, they're, some of them are people cows. So I think the people cows move, move on a little bit faster. They, they, they almost have like more trust of what we're doing. You know, like, yeah, they took our calf, but. There's a reason behind it. I'll get another I'm, one I'm, next I'm year. I'm just gonna move <laughs> on with my life. Um, yeah, but there are there are there. You know, there's Bambi. Obviously, Bambi was bottle raised. There's not a whole lot of bottle raised cows out there. No. So no. The, I mean, you really only want one or two because they're kind of they're kind of a pain. Yeah. But yeah, like blonde cow, thirty nine. You know, those ones that are the super friendly, and I call them people cows. Mm-hmm. They're you know they tend to move on a little bit faster. Yeah. So. You know, over the next few days, things will quiet down and yeah. life will resume back to normal. And pretty soon it'll be snowing and we'll be feeding or preg checking, I guess, next. And in the snow and the wind. Yeah, it's so much fun. Uh, I don't know why. I hate it. It's just uh, the work of preg checking is not that bad. Like you said, it's real. You know, Kyle does a majority of the work. It's just always the weather. Yeah. That just kills me. I feel bad for Kyle during prey checking. I know last year was last year was bad. For him. He was He was not happy. Well, and I think what's hard, too, with me and Kyle is that we just stand there. Yeah. Like you guys, I would much rather be in the corrals, like moving around and stuff. And where I was standing last year, like I could get in the sun a little bit and get like the sun had a little tiny, like I would warm up two degrees yeah. <laughs> standing in the sun. Kyle, there was no sunshine. So standing in the shade, 30 mile an hour. I mean, we were gusting to 30. I was worried about the high tunnel um, and just standing there for three, four hours, like just not fun. <laughs> so, yeah, if we could schedule that on a nice day. If you could use your crystal ball. I'd, yeah, I'd get a magic eight ball. I think it's Kyle. I think ever since we've had Kyle start preg checking, the weather's been, been bad. bad. So and, maybe. But the, you know, like he preg checks later, too. It seems like he always wants to preg check later on in the year. So <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I'd rather do it earlier, too. Have you, uh, you haven't went and watched any of the, very much of the footage from sorting cows. I mean, I was there. yesterday, have you? Have you what you haven't transferred anything? I haven't done a darn thing. <laughs> I was there, but you know, there's always that. You know, like I always, I'm always interested in, to see what you took because obviously oh, yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah. You know, when I was there, so or you were in a different place. You know, taking video or whatnot. Did you get anything? 
halfway interesting on video? That- Not so much. No, I mean, it was so calm. There wasn't really anything that was like... You did post a video on Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, just cows in the corrals and... Was it sorting or just cows in the corrals? Yeah. Um, you were moving a few up through the lower alley. Oh, okay. And then it was like when we first started, so all the cows were in the holding pen. I love the names that we come up with stuff. <laughs> you have to name some, you have It has to have a name or else you can't tell somebody to go there and do go open the gate, you know. Yeah. And most it is, most of the gates around here are all different colors, which is kind of nice. You know, yeah. we have like the white gate, we have the red gate, you know. Um so that helps. It does. You know. I, you know, I think ranchers being ranchers and farmers being cheap folks, and you know, if you can pick up a gate at auction, that's in good shape. But uh, you know, it doesn't match your color scheme. It actually works out well. It does work out well because <laughs> I can be like, "Hey, go open the upper green gate," you know, and somebody yeah. can go get that gate or the yellow gate. Or there's just different colors everywhere, which you think would be weird, but it actually does make sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know, just the the, and that was that like language barrier too. Like when we. You know, when Gilbert would be like, go open the red gate. What do you mean open the red? Where's the red gate? (laughs) Red gate, first of all. You know, there is a couple. So you got to go, you got to know which red gate he's talking about. Yeah. Like, I remember just thinking, like, that is not like a location designation. Like, that tells me nothing. (laughs) You tell we came from the corporate world. I'm going to need a memo, Gilbert. You're going to have to send me a memo in triplicate. And uh, you're probably going to have to at least email it to like three different people to get that game. Yeah, you know, and just, you know, we call, you know, the heifer pasture and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. lots of years there's no heifers in the heifer pasture. (laughs) Yeah, the cut cut across or... The old heifer pasture that Gilbert used to put heifers in way down. That's the way far. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, there's all kinds of weird things and... Naming, we know what we're talking with, about. You know, the deep well or the, you know, they're all pretty damn deep, but there's one well that's, you know, deeper than others. So that's the deep well. Um, you know, there's the, the heifer pasture. There's the hay field behind the trailer house, which there's no <laughs> trailer house trailer there anymore, house. but we always, we still call it the hay field behind the trailer house. Um, um, we should continue that for the rest of our lives. So our kids are just like, I don't know why mom and dad do this. <laughs> well, I think that that's funny because there is, there is those things that I think they get passed down and people are like, I have no idea why it's called, <laughs> you know, the heifer pasture or it's called, you know, that it's one like, kind of makes sense. No, but we, but, we really only like bred heifers in that pasture like one year. But it became the heifer pasture. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, like, uh, I, I used to, you know, talk about, like, the hay fields by number occasionally. So I'd be like, you know, field number two or, yeah. and now, you know, it's now it's the first oil well. The bee field. The bee field, yeah. <laughs> the, um, Dennis is going to have to put bees there for all eternity. If there's not any bees there, at some point people will be like, why is that the bee field? Yeah. You know? Oh, it's it's A field, B field, there's C field. <laughs> no, 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 it's the B-E-E field. Well, you yeah. Know. The trailer house thing is funny because, yeah, that's yeah. the hayfield behind the trailer house. There ain't no trailer house. <laughs> there ain't, there's nothing there. But, you know, just those weird so, little things. So you should, you, if we hire a, a, a ranch hand again, some high school kid, you should be like, go find the trailer house and the hayfield. Go down there. I need you to go harrow the field behind the trailer house. Go. <laughs> and call me if you have any trouble. You're like, there's no damn trailer yeah. house out here anywhere. Send him on a wild goose chase. The only way he would figure it out is if he went to Google Earth, <laughs> pulled up a picture, looked for the trailer house, and then found the field. Yeah. That's the only way you could do it. Yeah. Weird. Wouldn't it be weird if our kids were doing a podcast in 20 years about all of our weird things? They probably will. We do podcasts about <laughs> Gilbert's weird things. <laughs> it all rolls downhill. I know. You're going to have to deal with moms and mom and dad's way of doing things for the rest of their lives. They'll That'll be an it. interesting... You know, when the kids get 
to be adults and if they want to be on the ranch and stuff when they want to start taking over and, and having their own input and stuff. Like, I remember that being a struggle with Gilbert and my mom and stuff, too. My mom was a little bit more flexible with some things. Like, she was like, yeah, this doesn't make sense. You know, but Gilbert, like, you could not budge that man. No. But if you could, like, not to be, like, we never wanted to be, like, mean to Gilbert, but if you could kind of, like, sneak around and do it your way or just be like, Gilbert, just let me try it once. It's like, yeah. sometimes he'd let you try it once. You know, sometimes he would be like, oh, yeah, that worked really great. Uh-huh. But it sometimes was... he wouldn't admit it either. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you could see, like, ah, son of a, you know, like, outsmarted me. Yeah. Outsmarted again by those dang kids. <laughs> those youngsters. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he, he would, you know, occasionally, yeah, you did have to sneak around the backside and go, okay, I'm going to do this and get mm-hmm. it done. Because there was, like, Gilbert, Gil- Gilbert's way of doing things sometimes was, like, 18 extra steps. Yeah. That you didn't need... Um, you know, or four extra trips to town or whatever yeah. else, you know, um, which is funny because I, I would go to town, you know, get parts like occasionally with Gilbert and I'd be like, you know, okay, well, get this one pipe. Well, what if we need another pipe? Well, well we, we won't need another pipe. Well, sure as crap, we would get out and need another pipe. Yeah. And, you know? and so there it's would like, be why a, don't we just get that when we were in town? It'd be a lot of like, we're going to do this, 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 and this, but we're only going to tackle one project a day. And each of those four projects would need parts, right. but we'll, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow. And that's how Gilbert kept himself busy. Busy. Yeah. And I think that's how he made him himself feel like he was useful and accomplishing things. And, you know, if he could sit down in his chair at the end of the night and be like, we fixed this and I went to the hardware store and I went up north and I went south. And, you know, a lot of that time was actually really unproductive and wasted, but it made him feel like he had accomplished a lot. So we, you know, we would humor him and and do that. But I remember there being a lot of calls to my mom being like, we really just want to, you know, can we do it this way? And do you think Gilbert will be okay with this? And, you know, just a lot of like, not trying to like change Gilbert, like some stuff we just could could not win on. And that was fine. But, you know, just... Well, you know, like there, there was a big one that that came down to cake, and it was like, can we just buy cake in bulk? Oh, yeah. Like, Do I have to buy five bags of cake a day to come Well, they would buy a ton at a time, but I remember, too, like, they would never get it left on the pallet because no. they would never put the forks on the tractor to unload. So it was all unloaded by hand. By hand. Stacked My mom did somewhere. that for years, yeah. unloaded tons, of, and they had three ranches at the time that all needed cake. So it was literally, like, every day. And Gilbert had other hired help and stuff too, so it would be like Benjamin's going to meet us at Rawhide, and we're going to unload a ton of cake and stuff. But and it, it would take it would take twenty minutes to unload a pallet of cake that if you would have just thrown forks on the tractor, you know, be or done. got a semi load delivered. You know, you can get. I mean, you got eight tons of cake delivered the other day. Yeah. Like you know, you can get it delivered, and yeah, you got to unload it by the pallet, but. You know, some of that stuff, but it made, it was that Gilbert was like, oh, we need, you know, North. And we had forks, which was funny, but usually yeah. we were up at the North Ranch. And I think at one point, I already remember, like, I went and got a ton of cake, left it on the pallet. Mm-hmm. You know, Gilbert was appalled. Like, why is it on the pallet? <laughs> doesn't need to be on the pallet. We got up there. I put the forks in the tractor. We unloaded it in five seconds. And then you found another use for the pallet once the cake was gone. Yeah. And Gilbert was like, oh, that, you know, how many times you hear that from, oh, that's pretty slick. Yeah. I heard that from Gilbert. So, oh, that's pretty slick. <laughs> Never, never thought of that. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, it just, ah, oh, drives me crazy. But that's, and our kids are going to be the same way. 
Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, why didn't you just fly in a helicopter to pick this crap up? And, you know, why are you moving cows? Why didn't you just teleport them like we do? You know? Yeah. Uh, it will be interesting as technology changes and ranching. <laughs> ranching. <laughs> I can't talk. In ranching and, and how our kids adapt to it and the things that they want to push us into and the things that we, like, dig in our heels and be like, no, this is tradition. This is how we've always done it. It works just fine. I don't see why you want to change things. You're not the boss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it'll be, uh, you know. Like, it's not your ranch. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the folks that, you know, um, they're going to be out moving cows by helicopter or drone. They could be moving cows by drone. You already do that. Well, okay, but they could be doing it a lot better. You know, maybe it's a totally automated system, right? Yeah. So, and then we're like, well, back in our day, we used to have to use the four-wheeler. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you kids aren't really ranching because we had to use the four-wheeler. You guys are out there with all your sophisticated equipment moving stuff in. I mean, who knows? It could be. There could be a big plunger at the end of the ranch that just pushes all the cows up at some point. Who the hell knows? You know, invisible force field moves up, just pushes cows. Yeah. You know, could be any. I need to invent that. That's what I need to invent is a force field that just pushes a cow. Put a cow in a box and just drive her to where, put all the cows in like a big box. Screw YouTube. Invisible cow force field. That's cow our force field. That's new what I mean. get rich quick scheme. Yeah. You just make a little box, put all the cows in a box, basically, you know, movable corral, movement, be done. Great. I don't know. Silliness. I hope you accomplish all of your dreams. And I can sit back. That, that worked pretty slick. <laughs> I can't wait till we're those old grumpy ranchers. <laughs> you think we'll still be doing YouTube at that point? Like, I don't know. We've talked about that and stuff like, you know, some YouTubers are, you know, they've done YouTube for 10 years and stuff. But like, yeah, how will, will the chant, will we have, I mean, obviously we can quit at any time if we decide that this is not what we want to do anymore. But yeah, I mean. If we're on YouTube for 10 or 20 years, like, what will that look like? I don't know. I'll look older. Yeah. It'll just be interesting. You and watch yourself grow or grow older through, right. the, through the, watch the kids grow bigger. And then take more responsibility if that's the, the path that they so just, so choose. I mean, that's the, that's the challenge with what we do. I mean, it is the same thing every year. We talked about this last night in the live stream. Like, our job is to make it interesting mm -hmm. every single I know, year I, yeah the selling the calves and stuff like I, i've asked you a few times we've talked about it a few times like what's the story this year what's the story this year like you and know. it's not like story like what are we making up but it's no. how do you how do you present it as a story in a different manner than what you did last year how do we show the viewers the the new viewers how do we expose them to selling calves and the old viewers that have already seen us sell calves how do we Make teach them something new show them a different side of it a different perspective yeah it is you know, and I think with this video that's going to come out on Sunday about selling the calves, like, it is, other than the, the bull breeding, which got reported and shut down, like, that was, I think the bull breeding has more views. I think so, yeah. Not by much, but now there's no momentum and no views happening on that one. So I think this little calf goes to market, which was last year's calving, will again surpass and be our number one viewed video. I feel like there's some pressure, like... A little bit. We actually, we, we, we talked about it... Uh, uh, last year and we, and we said, okay, when we come to, well, of course there's pressure because like we, we said, when we, when we do cat or when we sort calves off, we go to auction this year, we're going to go get another GoPro. And we went to get another GoPro and of course they didn't have the GoPros <laughs> at the store, but like that was one, you know, we needed another camera angle because yeah. it was like, we need something different new. and something new. So we were going to set up a different camera. Of course we couldn't get the darn thing. So that didn't work. We had a, we had the vlogger camera. Yeah. We had you running around the camera, but I think. It's just, you know, like that, it's, I have over 300,000 views. It brought us a lot of momentum. Like this, this 
selling calves and then like the cost of ranching, like, you know, it just kind of all worked out together. We got a really, you know, in December and January, we got our big bump last year. It pushed us to 10,000. Like it really, these videos that, you know, we can't make another cost of ranching video, but selling calves last year really pushed us from like 4,000 and to 10, like this was like the, the stepping stone, the building blocks to, to 10,000. And then once you hit 10,000, like the YouTube momentum changes, this could be our building block to a hundred thousand. Yeah. And so there is like this pressure, I feel this pressure. You're the one that's going to do all the work and stuff. You need to go out and you got a lot of video. I'll give yeah. you that. But will, you know, I said this during the live stream last night, like will lightning hit twice? Maybe. Will this, will this be the building blocks to another, you know, good run of momentum and more subscribers? Another 50% growth type of thing. Or will we just get, you know, 20,000 views and it'll die? It could. We don't know. Depends an, on what the vegans do. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it's actually to tell you the truth that's that there's more truth to that statement than what you think yeah but. the you know we talk about commenting and liking and and that really does play a huge difference like when you ask people to name the bowl all those comments like youtube interacts differently with videos that are getting interaction a ton of comments and stuff like that and you know we could go out and make a totally scandalous video just to make the vegans go crazy yeah. but that's not who we are so we're gonna make what we do and if they if, if you know they Honestly, like the last, the when we sold calves, when this little calf goes to market last year, uh, there was a lot of hate that came through it, but that hate makes us grow. It was our first, like, hate video. It was. Kind of weird. Are you prepared? Oh, yeah. I'm fine now. Last year, it kind of bothered me. I was like, hey, why don't these people like me? I'm not that bad of a guy. I'm a good guy. You were supposed to fall off a cliff and have vultures slowly eat your body. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, that's still, Thank like, you. the meanest comment that we've ever gotten. Yeah, that was a pretty rough one. Can it, so, somebody explain to me why they want personal harm? Um, it doesn't seem a I good way to convert me to veganism or vegetarian. Well, they don't want to convert you. Well, they want to condemn me to hell. Well, that's, yeah. They know they, that they're not going to convert you to, to becoming a vegan. Cow tastes good. But, <laughs> like, or even, you know, like, and I, that's the thing. We You know, we talk about this, but, like, I really have nothing against vegetarians. Mm-mm, absolutely I, not. I don't have a problem with it. I would never, ever... They really don't a, cross my mind. <laughs> I would never go to a vegetarian and be like, you are a horrible person because you don't eat meat and support your local economy. You got called disgusting on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been called everything. From yeah. Every, uh, and I've had people wish me death. I've had death threats. You know, I've had people yeah, say, say they're going to come gun me down. Um, you know, it's... It's weird because I would never ever, it would never occur to me to go to somebody and say, based on what you want to put in your body, I hate you. Yeah. Or, you know, it's just, it blows me away. And maybe because we're at the front end of this, you know, like we're at the beginning of it. So people think that we're the bad guys. Um, You know, we're supporting a family. We're doing something that's been done for hundreds of years here. Mm -hmm. Um, We're supporting our family. Yeah. If you don't want to buy beef, that's fine. Don't eat your... I just think, tofu burger yeah, or whatever. I, I really have no problem with vegetarians and vegans and stuff. I do think it's filled with a lot of hypocrisy and stuff. Like, um, you know, you should convert to crop farming. Okay, well, you know, or, and, uh, organic crop farming because that right. would be the next step. Well, you know, main fertilizer component in organic farming is animal inputs. Yeah. So are you vegan if you eat tofu that's been fertilized with cow shit? I don't know. I don't know. Where does where do you draw the line? Yeah. You know, I mean you go back far enough, you'll find you know, they, you wear makeup, makeups, you know, got, there are vegan makeup lines. There are, but uh, are you wearing a vegan makeup line? 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's no way that somebody could look at your face and go, oh, that's not vegan makeup. <laughs> and vegan makeup costs three times as much as, you know, Are you a vegan you if you drive a car? I mean, because that's dead dinosaur. <laughs> I guess I don't know, and I have no, I have no problems with somebody who wants to be a vegan or a, or a, or a vegetarian mm-hmm. or a whatever the fishitarians are called. What are they called? Pescatarians. Pescatarians. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with that. That's fine. That's your choice. Yeah. Don't you know? attack our choice, though. I right. think because I can see just like they see things that are wrong with our lifestyle. Like I can see things that don't. They just don't make sense. I guess I haven't been enlightened not, and yeah. educated and and. You know, there is an education component. Just beef is bad and beef is ruining the environment. And we need to make a video about all the products that have cows in them. Yeah, Matt actually wrote us wrote us an episode. I need to do it. Yeah. Um, we have, you know, there's just, there's so much stuff like that. Or there's, you know, um, cows are putting methane into the environment. Well, so is your car. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and there's conflicting studies about cow methane and production and stuff too. And you know, some people say it's worse than car emissions, and then there's other stuff that says no because of the, you know, the natural environment of you know what they give back to the environment through. We need to write this down because this could be the to- this could be a topic, a video yeah. topic or a podcast topic. But that um, in, I've read some stuff that like natural grazing and foraging done by cows. Trying to lead Aaron out of something, know, and I'm she sorry. just just ignores you. Keep going. Is actually more beneficial than you know just open prairie that's not being grazed. So it's, yeah, it's confusing. It's confusing for us, too. Like, you know, when you talk about range management and herd management, there's research done on every side of it, and it doesn't oh, yeah, always add like up. Anything. There's this on this side, and there's somebody else on the other side that says this is exact opposite, and they're both right. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's the world as it goes. So that's it for us for today. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. We'll be back next Friday again with another whole uh, podcast right here on wherever you're listening to your podcast could be Apple iTunes could be Google cast the anchor app. If you do like it, listen to us on the anchor app, you can leave us voicemails and you can ask questions. And I've got a few banked up that we're going to catch here probably next week. So next week will be a more of a Q and a type podcast. I hope. All right. All right. So we will see you on uh, Sundays and Tuesdays and Thursdays on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook do the old search for our Wyoming life. You can find us everywhere. Oh, Facebook group. All things. Oh, all things agriculture. If you are interested in learning about agriculture, uh, we have a Facebook group. It's called all things agriculture. You can search for it and uh, click on the group tab, right? And search for it under the groups tab on Facebook. Basically a chance you can go in, you can go in and ask questions. You can learn about agriculture, farming, ranching all over the world. Very smart people in there. And that, not uh, just us. It's Lots, not just it's us. A it's a really that's... great community that will answer questions and from their perspective. So if you're tired of listening to us. Yeah, go learn from somebody yeah. else who's doing something in Vermont or something in Georgia or something in South Africa. How do they how do they farm in South Africa? Pomegranates, man. I, I want to know. So crazy. You know, <laughs> if we ever if we ever do make it big, we're gonna do our Wyoming Life visits other ranches in the world. We go to South Africa, we go to Uganda, we go to, you know, Brazil, we go, you know, and just being able to see stuff and how it's done in other places. I've got a friend that I talked to in Czechoslovakia who, you know, they, it's ridiculous how they, they, they drive things that look like are just going to fall apart at any second. You know, that's their main, that's their tractor, Yeah. you know, and amazing how they do it. So, um, yeah, all things agriculture is on Facebook. Check it out. There's some really cool stuff going on there. So agriculture is very diverse, very diverse group of people. That it is. Have a great week and, uh, we'll see you next time on beyond the ranch. Aaron and Mike bring you into their world. It's not just chickens and the Angus herd. 
So take off your boots, relax, and go beyond the ranch.